are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today on the Steve Day Show podcast edition on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. Todd and Aaron are here as well. And we would love it if you would join us. Here's how you can let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. And speaking of CRTV, gentlemen, we just concluded our festivities for CRTV coming up later today. Let's give the audience a preview. Aaron. My favorite part was when you were about to slit your wrist and then the dog started barking. So we watched a video of a terrorist getting blown up. <laughs> it's the little things, kids. The order of events, actually. Yes. Very quickly, too. I mean, I literally got, I literally almost quit my own company. I almost just walked out, so I just, I can't do this. I can't. And then, and then you tried to cheer me up with a picture, my, that precious moment video of the terrorist getting blown up in real time. Yeah, because the smoking Cambodian didn't do it. I was, I, was, yeah. I was that down. Yeah. And then, and then she, literally the, the, the company dog somehow got into our studio started and, was, barking. and started barking and yelping at the door sadly yep. at the exact same time. For, for the few of you that may still think what we do here is glamorous <laughs> because it's TV and radio, um, you are now disabused of that. Todd, do you have a better preview than that? Is that pretty much the whole show right there? Uh, it's good, but there's more. There is more. You know, Remember when uh, CNN's uh, Brooke Baldwin got the vapors uh, because Clay Travis said boobs, and there was like a whole thing for a day or two about that? Well, that was only getting to first base because CNN went full-on friend of a porn star and like did a whole like expose and blue dress kind of thing. So, you know, CNN is clearly, they've matured. They've grown up, you know. They, they, beyond the heavy petting now, full-on orgy. CNN. Yeah, I mean, we've moved from being offended to boobs to calling for money shots. That's essentially what Don Lemon was doing. Yes. Real news. But, hey, Marxist madness is tomorrow. We're going to pit the Marxists against, against each other. That should be fun. This better be good, man, because I'm, I'm hanging by a thread right now, and this is, all my hope is in this little project you brought to my attention. Yep. All right? No pressure. Yeah. You I mean, got this? You are hey. you are literally the one thing keeping me right now from a cliff, bro. This I'm, better pay off. I am your one shining moment. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I have been my my offense is as stale as Michigan's was for 39 and, and minutes and 50 seconds the other night. You better be Jordan Poole burying a 30-footer at the buzzer otherwise we're out of this tournament, I fear. Okay? What did you say? What have you what have you told me about low expectations? It's not a good sign. <laughs> put me in. Hey, we're going to put you in for the game-winning shot. Think you can make it? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, not exactly the end of Hoosiers right there. I don't think it'll be an air ball. I don't think it'll be an air ball. <laughs> we will not be calling you Jimmy Chitwood henceforth. We're, we're a long way from, I'll make it. Yeah, we're a long way from that. Yes. There will be laughs, though. <laughs> so, uh, if you are not yet a CRTV subscriber, and I don't know why you would, I don't know what you've been holding out for. 
I mean, with this sort of promotional material, I mean, at this point, we this this is this is content that just sells itself. <laughs> CRTV.com promo code DACE. You'll get not just access to our stuff, but all of the shows we do each day at CRTV. And, and did you see on Twitter today that guy said, if if I reenlist, do I get a complimentary set of the uh, eau de toilette that is smug and less? Um, so there's, I, I think there's a vibe out there that's. That but buddy of mine, David Jeffers, sent me a couple of photos. I'm going to put them on our Facebook wall later today. But he sent us like little uh, uh, promotional uh, photos for our colognes. Yours I, smug, it, because you know I'm right, and less for the man of realistic ex- or lower your expectations. It's happening, man. This is happening. You just keep throwing stuff against the wall. Sooner or later, it sticks. So, listen. You could listen to Mark Levin interview Benjamin Netanyahu. Or you could sample our colognes. <laughs> the choice is yours. And I, 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 I trust you to do the right thing, America. CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. While you still can. And hey, uh, thank you to those of you that already subscribed to our podcast. And if you haven't done so yet, just hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds, literally. And the more of you that do that, that, the more that uh, grows our podcast and encourages CRTV to underwrite it so it can be free for you to consume. And uh, leave us positive reviews. If you like us, if you don't like us, don't lie. But if you do like us, uh, please leave us a positive review. And thank you to all of you that have already done so on your uh, podcasting uh, platform, whether it's Stitcher, uh, iTunes, Podbay, etc. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, let's get to it. It is Buy, Seller, Hold Wednesday. This is when our producer, Aaron, sometimes with the help of those of you in the audience, throws out a series of provocative statements on a plethora of topics. Todd and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Hopefully, we'll have at least one good reason why. Once per show, we are permitted to put a hold because the proposition just... It's either we don't know enough yet or we're gutless. Um, If you use a hold, with one exception, if the question is so utterly bad, then it's okay. Other than that, if you use a hold because you refuse to take a stand, the dude code calls for ridicule and scorn in a public forum, and that will occur right here live in real time. Aaron? You're up. All right. This is the first of three different suggestions I had uh, regarding Facebook. Uh, Tyler Grant says, just in general, Facebook. Buy, sell, or hold Facebook. That is an excellent question, actually. Especially just framing it just like that. Um. So let's hold on to that. Let's actually hold on to that and do these other two who are a a little bit more specific. Okay. And then we'll circle back to Tyler's. Um, We'll go first to Constantinus Roditis, who's on the show every week. This is is his segment, man. Sponsored by Constantinus Roditis every week. Due to the Federal Trade Commission probe, future shareholders' lawsuits, and drop-in shares in a high-profile PR maneuver to minimize exposure, Zuckerberg will at least temporarily step down as CEO of Facebook by the end of next month. Sell. Tell me why you're going to sell that. I, I can't. I mean, Jobs even stepped down from from Apple for a while. We we keep, yeah, we keep forgetting that how short the attention span 
is mm, everybody not if you've got money in apple though or money in facebook i don't yeah but doesn't really the well i know ahead. but Sorry. The, yeah, the, how facebook isn't just some fly by night outfit now i just what why was anybody going to get so wrapped up to the point where they aren't going to play the long view on facebook i, I agree with the pre- so you're selling for sure yeah I agree with the premise of Constantinus Rhoditis's assertion. Meaning, I mean, because at least what I think the premise of his assertion is, which is there must be an offering, right? There's good, yep. Something has to be offered up. Yep. I agree with that. What I think is the far more likely offering, and I said this, I think on Monday we talked about this when we did the Cambridge Analytica podcast. And remember, I said the second thing that would come of this story, uh, the second thing that would come of this story is it will be used as a rationale to further and amplify the attacks on conservatives on social media platforms of access to conservative news and opinion. And our willingness to embrace bad behavior, our, our willingness as a movement uh, and of our consumers to embrace the info wars and the conservative treehouses and the gateway pundits provides them an excuse to create algorithms that punish the likes of Red State and CRTV and et cetera. And the same thing will happen here with what Cambridge Analytica is, is, is alleged to have done with Facebook's data. Um, which isn't illegal, but it worked. And so because it worked and Hillary lost, there will be an offering. I, I think I, I think the so I agree with the premise of what Constantinos is, is suggesting. I think he has the wrong offering. I think we're going to be the offering. I think, I think further attempts to crack down at, at, on conservative media, et cetera, that I believe will be the offering. And it will start with the obvious ones, the Breitbarts, the at all. They'll go after them first, the low-lying fruit. Um, and then eventually they'll work their way up to the rest of us. That's what I think the offering will be. But I think his assertion is right on the money. I just don't agree with his application. Jeremy Frankel says, we'll have alternatives to both Facebook and Twitter that will take them over as Facebook took over MySpace by this time next year. Total sell. Facebook has so much more data than MySpace ever had. And, you know, I never even utilized MySpace, did you? Never. I never did. I primarily saw, you know, when MySpace was a thing 10 years ago, I was 35 years old. I mean, I, I primarily saw it as, you know, a networking place for your age. I, I, to me, MySpace was like Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat. I don't use it. Um, it's, it, it, it's, for me, it's primarily a tool of a generation that grew up communicating that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you're a male above the age of 16, you shouldn't have Snapchat. I, well, there, or there, we should get a, a restraining order. I agree. But um, Facebook, I kind of had to be dragged into Facebook. Because, again, I didn't come from a generation that was accustomed to communicating like this, but it was just too much of our potential audience was utilizing it. I, I couldn't avoid not being there. All right? Me too. I got it because of work. Yeah. So I, I, I don't. And, and they, have, they have now, it's so psychologically embedded, they've captured so much data that no way 
will something usurp it? Could I see a competitor develop, particularly from the right? Well, who? Well, sure. Is there a market for that? You bet. Tell me who are the Silicon Valley developers who are going to do that for you. Who's going to host that? Who hosts that website? I think I found my gig after uh, Steve Day show goes down in flames. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, Mr. Tech guy. I know enough to be dangerous because it's the world we live in and work in. I'm just wondering, you know, what's the when Beck established the Blaze, the Rainbow Jihad went after Major League Baseball. Steve, why would why would the Rainbow Jihad? Why would they boycott Major League Baseball over Glenn Beck's television network? Here's why. There was no mechanism or platform of any major company that Beck could get access to without creating the technology uniquely themselves from a, from a proprietary standpoint, which is, God, that's a, that's a huge expense, even if then you can do it, Okay. So he had so he needed to since there wasn't the platform that could provide not just the real time video but the ability to pause, rewind, to instantly put clips in. You know what I mean, a full service network. There was one proprietary platform willing to take and I've heard this story directly from Glenn. That's why I'm telling it to you. There was one proprietary network that was willing to 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 let Glenn outsource the Blazes platform to them even if for money. There were people that wouldn't even do it if they were going to pay them. Because it was conservative content. And it was MLB TV. MLB TV was willing to take the business and say to Beck, we'll give you access to our proprietary technology for you to host the video capability you want to put on the Blaze channel. And the Rainbow Jihad began protesting MLB TV. By the way, Glenn Beck's not even, he, Glenn Beck doesn't even care about gay marriage. Doesn't matter. Because the Rainbow G, it's not even about gay marriage. It's not about that. It's about they are an arm of a fully comprehensive progressive leftist worldview. And so even if, even if you're fine with them on one or two issues or, or you're at a detente stage with them on one or two issues, if you do not take the full brunt of the leftist progressive worldview, the whole enchilada, the whole Monty, if you don't take the full Monty, it's 100% or nothing. And so Beck was an enemy. And they, they went after Major League Baseball TV to try and get them to stop taking Beck's business. So, now, I'm hoping there's some techies out there that know more about this than me that can tell me everything I just said was maybe relevant five years ago and it's not now because five years ago in this technological world's an eternity. But at the time Beck launched The Blaze, which is the model we, we follow after that model on CRTV, Shapiro and the Wilkes follow after that model on The Daily Wire, Beck pioneered that model at The Blaze. There was no means for Beck to do this at that time. He had to outsource it. And so I'm wondering if we had to outsource our own video capabilities at that time. And we've had to design, you know, people have asked us sometimes, how come your app isn't, doesn't have this, you, 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 you know, th that I'm used to seeing in others. We've had to create, correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, as CRTV, we've had to create some of this technolo technology native ourselves, correct? Yeah, not, not to the degree that um, Beck has, though. Uh, but yeah, to, to, to some degree we have. So I'm just wondering who then puts up the platform to host a conservative competitor to Facebook. Who will do it? 
whose servers will give you access to it? I, I don't know. I'm asking. But that's the world in which we live, guys. So back to the previous question then, the very first one. Uh, Todd, did you buy, sell, or hold that? <clears throat> I forgot. Sold it. Okay. No, I sold it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I sold it. Uh, Tyler Grant is uh, buy, sell, or hold Facebook. I'm going to still buy. They, it has been dented, no question about it. But in the world they live in, data is power. And nobody has more of it, except, you know, the NSA. No one else has more data than Facebook does. Yeah, I'm going to buy as well for what I said about, you know, yeah, it's been dented, but, you know. A dented Maserati is still a Maserati. To me, this reminds me of what Bill what, what Bill Gates went through in the late '90s when the Democratic when the when the Democrats went after him for monopolistic practices for essentially getting rid of a lot of freeware, shareware competitors to Windows. Yep. Remember that yep. those days, and and Mark Zuckerberg is kind of going through that time right now. And who's Bill Gates now? Eh, just said the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation and give a couple hundred million to Planned Parenthood. And dude, you're you're freaking Jesus, man. To the left now, you're there, Jesus, and that's the that, that's all Mark Zuckerberg's. That's why I think Mark Zuckerberg will pay his offering. It'll be a nice big fat check to Planned Parenthood. He'll shut some conservative sites down. He'll have to give up a blood offering to Chimash. Of that, I have little doubt. It just won't be what you think it'll be. It'll be some. It'll be what they want it to be. We need to start with the important material. Danny Britton says Texas A&M will beat Michigan and go in to win the national championship, prompting Steve to rename his Bigger Ten podcast the SEC Hate Hour. <laughs> um, I don't hate the the. Uh, well, I just had an air bubble there. Uh, I, I don't hit the, hate the SEC at all, uh, but uh, uh, that's going to be a sell. A&M may beat Michigan. It's a fascinating game. Two teams have dramatically opposite approaches to basketball. AM's is a more of a traditional inside-out team. Uh, Michigan, of course, is you have that John Beeline four-out, one-in mechanism. It's very similar to Michigan going up against uh, Purdue last year when Purdue had both Isaac Haas and Caleb Swanigan in the two bigs, or Michigan State this year with Jaron Jackson and Miles Bridges or and, and Nick Ward. Um, and Michigan was very successful against uh, those those teams. There's another player, I think his name is Dustin Hogue, I think, for AM, who's a six eight, six nine guy. So he's he's a rise up shooter. And that's a term for a guy who even if you're if even if you're on him because of his height, he can just shoot over you. All right. And I, it's funny, I know AM's got a couple of big guys that are considered first round draft picks, but uh, one of them maybe even a lottery pick. But, you know, under John Beeline, we've done pretty good against those kinds of teams in the past because we force your bigs to uh, come out 20 feet from the basket and defend us, and that's not a good matchup. I'm actually more worried about this Hogue kid because we don't see a lot of athletes like that in the Big Ten. You know, Miles Bridges is 6'9", but Miles Bridges is a power forward who prefers to shoot jump shots, meaning he just won't go down low. No one would. He, every time I've ever seen the kid go down low, he's never stopped. He just is. He's just content with just standing out there and shooting jump shots. And when you're playing Michigan State, you're like, let me get this straight: the most physically powerful, explosive, athletic player on your team just wants to shoot 17 footers. Second, mm-hmm. I'm in. I'll take that. Right? I mean, so um, this is not that. Hogue is a jump shooter. All right? He's not Miles Bridges, who's just content to shoot jays. He's a jump shooter. So. 
that's his automatic game. He just happens to be tall and rangy. So even when you have him covered, you know, if you go back and look at the game against Carolina, that whole game was three-point shooting percentage. Uh, Carolina shot about 10 points below their season average, and AM shot about 10 points above their season average, and Hogue was a big reason why. And so I, I think he's the player I'm worried about because I'm, I'm confident, because I've seen Michigan do it before, uh, teams that have skilled big men with our system, we match up with them well because we force you to take those bigs out from underneath the basket. I'm much more worried about this Hogue on ball reversal, getting open looks from three, um, and and creating more of a matchup problem where that's concerned because that is not the kind of player we see a lot of in the Big Ten, and there's not a lot of that kind of player in college basketball. That's why AM was a top-five team in December before they had all the injuries and suspensions. So um, A&M may lose, but I don't believe they'll win the whole NCAA tournament. Or, I mean, A&M may beat us, but I don't believe they'll go on and win the NCAA tournament anyway. So even if they do, some of the sell. Yeah, I'm selling. I like Michigan in this game. You know, it's... It's an interesting question. Which team comes down to earth and just gets down to business better and easier? The team that just beat North Carolina or the team that just won on a death-defying buzzer beater? I I, I think it's uh, Michigan, and I, and I also think buzzer beater or not, I, I think uh, people were really kind of on to them before the Big Ten tournament because of how they were coming together. I think they're the real deal. Remember last year, Steve? They they became the darling of the tournament just because of the plane thing that's getting off the runway. Um, but it was mostly that kind of feel-good uh, good story. Th- this Michigan team uh, is for re- real. It, yeah, it this just, team's a lot more talented yeah, than the team that did this last it year. It would not surprise yeah. me in the least if they make it into uh, the Final Four. Uh, not necessarily in all the aspects player-to-player comparison, but uh, you know, Michigan now is succeeding along. Not the f- It's not Fab Four. It's more like if I may, Wisconsin Badger basketball of just a couple of years ago. You know, it, it's it is very similar, very tenacious man-to-man yes. defense. That was Bo Ryan's calling card, and then stretch bigs that forced right. thicker, more physical players out from underneath yeah. the basket and could shoot over the top of them. And that's what Mo Wagner represents, Charles Matthews to a lesser degree. Uh, but you're right; it is it is sort of reminiscent of this team is very reminiscent of a a Wisconsin team in Bo Ryan's heyday. They can they can beat you if you want to play to fifty. They can beach if you right. want to play to 80 the thing that would worry me if i was an a&m fan uh is how poorly michigan shot the ball the, the in wichita and the reason that would worry me is because eventually you regress to the mean right one way or the other i agree okay the the odds that michigan i mean michigan i counted we had six air balls six air balls guys I mean, we're routinely under John Beeline. This is by far his best defensive team, but we're always one of the best shooting teams in the country because that's what he coaches. That's his emphasis. The odds that Michigan will continue to shoot that poorly three games in a row are probably not very high. And the so odds I'd be concerned Texas about A&M. that if I were an A&M. If I were A&M. Yeah, and if they, are they going to bring the same kind of game again that knocked off North Carolina? Your philosophy applies there as well. It, it, it very well could. I hope it does. I hope it does. But I had AM beating North Carolina, actually, in my bracket. Did you really? I did. Yeah, I didn't. Everybody, every Michigan fan was concerned about playing Carolina. I'm like, I don't think we're going to play North Carolina. Hmm. I think we're going to play AM. Moving on, Politics Guy says Avengers Infinity War outdoes Black Panther in box office receipts this year. He also adds, for some context, as of yesterday, Black Panther has earned $607 million in the U.S. and $1.9 billion worldwide. 
I don't think that's a, as much of a lock as people think. And the reason why is even though you have, it's a, obviously the Avengers is a much bigger brand. And you're taking other big brands and incorporating them in. But I will buy this. That I'll buy that it happens. But I, I'm, I, I, here's why I think it'll be closer than people think. Because Black Panther essentially had no competition for five for six weeks. It still doesn't. I mean, Disney's Wrinkle in Time was the next big budget movie. It bombed. Then the next big budget movie came out last week, Tomb Raider. It did okay, but it didn't have, you know, we've already seen a Tomb Raider movie, and it was with, at the time, an A-list star, Angelina Jolie. Almost nobody knows who this gal is that's playing the Tomb Raider now, so it doesn't have a, a bankable star, and the video game has, the video game has, has not been as popular, it's not what it was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so Black Panther had the perfect storm of a cultural zeitgeist and a pretty wide open market at the at the movies um you know with avengers now they've moved it up a week it comes out in late april to coincide with the global opening so they don't worry about leaks from foreign off audiences spoilers but you know we get into the first of may now we're into the summer movie season there's going to be several blockbusters that come out late the, the solo a star wars movie comes out i think two or three weeks after the avengers movie does you know, so I, I, when you look at the competition, the Avengers is going to face it. it. Now, there won't be another movie that comes out a week or two after that. They'll kind of clear the air, but it's not going to have a five-week unchallengeable sailing like Black Panther did. So I'll buy that eventually it will surpass because it's a more superior brand name. But I, I don't think for for people that are like that's a dumb question to ask. When you look at the timing of when these two movies come out. I don't think it's as, it's it's as, it's a guarantee as much as maybe you might think on the surface. Yeah, I was going to buy without equivocation, but yeah, you have convinced me that it is at least worth entertaining. Yet I will also go with the Avengers. Ultimately, I mean, the, the, particularly the notion that this is um, <coughs> pardon me, uh, multiple characters may die. You know, this is one pe- people are going to get to this. Paul Perot, my old uh, old buddy, uh, says Reese's peanut butter eggs. So this is the context that he has this in. Buy a bunch of Reese's peanut butter eggs, hold for next week, and then sell them at your office for at least a 20% markup. But we'll just we'll boil it down to Reese's peanut butter eggs. Buy, buy sell, or hold. I mean, I would goodness, buy. I'm not a communist. <laughs> yeah. Although the problem with me would be the bag. getting high on your own stash, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I could live on Reese's. I mean, I, I could I could live on them. Yeah. Dude, those those and have tried. Those old <laughs> Wisconsin. I've started shopping at Sam's Club now. Save a ton of money. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, those old Wisconsin beef sticks. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, David Hogg, this is from Matt Rinker. David Hogg will get his own TV talk show on CNN. Sally. Is that guy not in school? No, none of them are. (laughs) They just didn't go back. Yeah, I I think that's what This is their homeschooling. I will say, you know, uh, this is one of the most peculiar grieving processes I've ever witnessed. Um. But I'll sell. One shiny moment, nice. I will sell. His own show? Yeah, I'll sell. 
I will sell, but I will buy on this. I, I could see him becoming a paid contributor yeah. if he's not already. Yeah. All right. This one's going to be kind of controversial. Phoenix 2A says crispy bacon is the only way to cook bacon. I, I'll sell. It's not the only way because I'm not sure there's a there's a bad way to cook bacon. I do think no, it's don't the be floppy. Don't 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 do the floppy I, stuff. I, it's still bacon though. Thick and floppy is not the way. Thick and crispy is is how you do it. Uh, but it's the best way. But I wouldn't say it's the only way. No, because you to do like bacon wrapped jalapenos or dogs, you can't cook them totally crispy. It just doesn't work out that way. And it's still glorious. If you're going to do thick floppy bacon why not why don't you just eat a chunk of ham because that's basically what you're doing it's got to be crispy because i'm with you on that it's bacon i'm I'm with you on that okay although it's still very good uh darren i'm not sure where he's going with this one so that's a that's a great build up uh ted cruz made a great time to subscribe to crtv now (laughs) not sure where darren's going with this Ted Cruz made a deal with Mike Pence for support of Trump that he would not run for president after Trump. So Ted Cruz essentially said, I'll support Trump to Mike Pence if Mike Pence, you don't run for president. Uh, so I have no yeah. idea where that came from, Yeah, but that's not true. I can, tell, I can promise you that's not true. Yeah. Cotton Eye Joe, Darren, where did you come from? Where did you go? Don't know. Uh, let's see. Jacob Arthur says the 2016 election of Trump to stop Democrats at all costs will result in catastrophic losses for Republicans snowballing from 2018 to 2020, but will lead to a conservative resurgence in 2024. Sell so, because of that last part. I'm just selling the whole thing because I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. <laughs> I just know. Let me tell you this. I love the ease with which you say that now. I don't I mean, know. more than anything, you have prided yourself on the past about being able to call your shot in like any topic in the universe. And now you sit there like, uh, uh, I don't know anything the about one, anything. The one part of there that I'm confident won't happen are the words conservative resurgence. Yes. <laughs> yes. You had me at hello. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Todd Saffel says total depravity will be the next clone from the other programming line. Bye. Okay. I'm in. That's a great name for yep. it. That's a great... Yeah, I bet you, by the way, most of the culture would not know what that means. Mm-hmm. Do you know how popular that would be? <laughs> they, would, yeah, they would not know what it I means. I know. I mean, they, I mean, they think, they think it's Hit some... Hit me. Yes. <laughs> so this, this stuff really works, huh? Total depravity. That's the reaction I'm looking for. That, you want to troll a culture? Seriously. You want to divine troll a culture? Make a make a cologne called Total Depravity. Get a very attractive woman in a sultry voice to do the commercials. Total Depravity. What everyone is looking for. That would be the greatest troll. People would eat that up. I know yeah. a guy who's making... Uh not knowing what it meant. Who's who's making his own uh, beard oil? I think it's called like Reformed Beard Oil. It's got of course a, a picture. Of course, it's Reformed. Yeah, he's I got didn't a expect you to say Pentecostal John, beard oil. Yes. John Calvin or something on the of front. Of course, of it, it is. Yeah. He's you know he hasn't had a whole lot of success with that. I should just tell him to start making this. How's his? How does he like his bourbon? 
while we're just going along stereotypes. Yeah, no, he's 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 getting it. <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> he's getting into uh, craft chocolate. Now, uh, uh, oh yeah. yes, because because you know reformed guys doing craft beer is so 2012. We're gonna do craft chocolates now. Indeed, that's kind of been played out, right? See, we got our tribalistic yeah. stereotypes over here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. got your, you guys got your, you know, your uniforms and your nun outfits and your Catholic school guilt. We got our Catholic guilt. You know, we got our, we got our thing over here too. So the reform guy who likes his bourbon with the beard and uh, has moved craft beers now are just so passe. I mean, they're just so bourgeois. We do craft chocolates. Yeah, so as I ponder, oh, as mercy. I ponder Calvin's Ninth Institute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ben is going to beat me up the next time he sees me. Um, Braden Kelly says uh, the next Freedom Tune will be mocking other programming, otherwise known as the Steve Day Show. I'm going to buy that. We've had some conversations. I'm trying to get trying to get Seamus Coughlin to do a Freedom Tune on Steve. Okay, I'll buy. I'll buy. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll trade him that for some smug and less. I, 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 I'm only hesitating because I, I feel like what I'm doing on my own is self-parody anyway, <laughs> unintentionally. It's just what I'm, what, what my job requires me to talk about and to cover. Yeah, I just, we should, if, if other programming doesn't work, just change your name to self-parody. Yeah. Dwayne Barth says Villanova runs the table. I got to go with my original pick. I think it's Duke. There's this misnomer that Duke doesn't play defense. Uh, Since they switched to the zone, they've actually played very good defense. They're actually in the top ten in the nation in defensive efficiency. They've been the most talented team all along. Um, I actually like the fact – pardon me – I like the fact they underperformed in the regular season. Uh, I think it gives Mike Krzyzewski a a little bit of a motivational edge. Uh, So uh, I'm going to stick with my pick. I started the tournament picking Duke to beat Michigan for the national championship. I'm going to stick with it until one of those those teams are gone. Yeah, I'm selling. Uh, I mostly because Villanova's good, but um, not good enough that gives me confidence uh, confidence to pick against the field. I think Villanova will have a very tough game against West Virginia this week. Yes, <clears throat> yes. I think West Virginia, you know, that Javon Shepard, that's kind of their Jalen Brunson, just a tough guard, just a son of a gun. The guy you hate if he's on the other team's team and you love him if he's on yours. Um, and... They won't wilt. Now, West Virginia has been as high as number two in the country this year. They have had a terrible time holding leads. So if you're a West Virginia fan, here's what you don't want. You don't want to have like a 10-point lead with eight minutes to go. You know you're done. They just have not been able. And that's because I think that press works against them, right? Because when you have a lead and your natural style is frenetic, it gets really difficult to tell your team all of a sudden at the very end, do the safety dance. Yeah, exactly. You're much better off being down by eight with 10 minutes left because you're already playing frenetic, and that's just where you're like, dude, we got to dial this up to 11, as you like to say, Todd. I think it's much easier for the frenetic team to dial it up to 11 than to tone it down to an eight or a seven and close a game out. And we have seen this routinely with West Virginia losing games with big leads because they suddenly get outside of their style. Um, so I, I think I think that's – you want to talk about teams that just are tough – gritty. I don't know, Jay Wright looks like a million bucks and dresses like a million bucks, but his teams are every bit as tough and grinding as Bobby Huggins' teams are. And so that'll be a fun game this week, no doubt. 
All right, that's it. We've got five minutes left, so I can either yodel or uh, we can retire early so I can start putting the finishing touches on uh, Marxist Madness tomorrow. I need Marxist Madness to hit, man. I need this badly. Okay. So I'm going to give you an extra five minutes so you have no excuses when we come back in here tomorrow. All right. <laughs> okay. I even gave you an okay. extra five. No. All right. So final thoughts, Todd. Final thoughts. Um, we need uh, to make some T-shirts at the very least. I don't know any chemist who can whip us up some cologne, but, man, it's T-shirt time. Yeah. yeah. What, what would less smell like? Water. <laughs> like a hand soap. Like the faint smell of a hand soap. Like you just kind of washed your neck or something, you know? Less. Aaron, your final thoughts. In the words of the great prophet Forrest Gump, thought. <laughs> Johnny! Johnny! I'm not a smart man, Johnny. I'm not but a I smart what- man, but I know what love is. Remember when I said final thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was Good it. Good times. Hope you took that literally. That was back when we had jobs. <laughs> John I. <sighs> John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.